No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Friday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on D-Live. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's going to be a fun one tonight. It's going to be a fun one for your boy, Boogs. I'll explain everything. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, thank you for the tips. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the Diamond Boogie. Happy Friday. Wine on ice. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a hot one. And uh, Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the diamond in the intro. Fair did you steal the diamond Gypsy? Uh, says, hello to the Boogie family. Well, hello to you too, Gypsy. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Yeah. Going to be a little bit different tonight because there's a lot of stuff going on here. So first of all, if you weren't aware, if I haven't plugged it enough, if you haven't unfollowed me on Twitter yet because I've just been plugging, plugging, plugging constantly, it, it can be very annoying. I understand. You know, I don't even blame you if you want to unfollow me at Boogie Bumper on Twitter. But I've been plugging constantly. Uh, after we finish tonight at around 8pm, I'll have half an hour to, you know, straighten my tie, get all my stuff together. And then at 8.30pm tonight, ladies and gentlemen, a special 10-year anniversary edition of the starting block where we'll be playing some clips of our show from like 10 years ago <laughs> when uh, myself and Greeno started on FM radio all the way back in 2010. So how about that? So you'll get to laugh at your mate Boogie and the cringe FM radio style that he had back then. I, I, we listened, I, I spoke with Green on the phone last night and we listened to like some of the old audio last night on the phone when we were trying to figure out like what order we should play the clips in and stuff. And I, I like, I even sound different. <laughs> and Greeno's like, yeah, I didn't even know who was speaking at first. I'm like, oh, wait, that's books. <laughs> so I don't know, like, I don't know if if I consciously, like, was, you know, wasn't speaking in my natural Ring voice like I do and now. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Dayton Ohio show. I, I don't know if I was consciously, like, not speaking in my normal voice because maybe I was nervous or something. It was a bit more fm a bit more cringy. Or it could be something simple like an extra 10 years of cigarette smoking has, you know, from my 20s to my 30s has created the voice that I have now. I'm not sure. But whatever it is, like I even sound different back then. So it's going to be funny. If you want to laugh at me, then by all means, join us 8.30 p.m. tonight. Uh, Kitty B in the chat with the fucking links. Absolute legend. Uh, DLive.tv slash the starting block. One word, drop the code at the end. Okay. Oh, alrighty. Um... So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen, and so little time. Thank you all for joining us. Unfortunately, we're going to have to open up with a little bit of follow-up 
on Wednesday night, we covered Based Canadian Barbecue Man. The Based Canadian Barbecue Man who opened up his store for dine-in and there were people who were, but, but, but I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of this stuff. There's this strange phenomenon happening in the Western world, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's Australia or the United States or Canada or the UK, there appears to be people. And now I don't want to alarm you here. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to upset you, but here's the deal. There appears to be a large amount of people in these countries who are deciding for themselves whether or not they should risk catching coronavirus to get themselves some barbecue ribs. It's horrifying, isn't it? I mean, it's almost as if the the citizens of these countries have this crazy and wacky and fruity idea that they should be, you know, the ones who determine their own fate or something. I mean, isn't it strange? Who gave them that idea? (laughs) You know, just because we've had something called individual rights essentially enshrined since the 1200s with the with the signing of the Magna Carta. Uh, just because we've had this idea in the Western world for, you know, what, nearly, what, over 800 years? <laughs> they think that they have a right to, you know, stick to that. I mean, they're crazy. These are crazy people we're dealing with here, aren't they? They're very dangerous. They're very crazy. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I fucked up already. Because it's going to be one of those days. Because I'm I, I'm looking at the time now, and it's quarter past six, and I'm already thinking, God, I've got another like four and a half hours of of you know radio style show to do today. So <laughs> I've got to get past it. Some might say that I'm a loner. So I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but uh, it is going to be a little bit different tonight because here in the studio, normally I have the door closed and like it's all nice and soundproofed and all of that kind of thing. I have the door open today because I've got a nice air conditioner in here and it's going to be around 107 degrees here locally today within the next hour or so. So I'm very so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, lots of cold drinks, got the aircon going, but I need to have the studio door open because I have two large um, Rhodesian Ridgeback dogs. And although they are African, you know, by by genetics, you know, obviously Rhodesia being in Africa. Well, at least it used to be before before the country ceased to exist. I love diversity. Uh, <laughs> so we've got two South African dogs and, you know, they're supposed to love the heat, but God bless them. They've become westernized and they're very pampered, these dogs. They sleep on the bed, they do what they want, and we're not sure that they can handle the heat. So I have to have the door open while I'm broadcasting. And they're wandering in and out and laying in the air conditioner. So you may at some point hear me go, put that down. You may hear that. You may hear me at some point just break conversation and go, drop it. Drop it. Uh, 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 Drop. No, no. So I just want you to know that I'm not talking to you. Just so you know. I'm not men- I'm not talking about you, audience boogers, okay? I will be talking to the Rhodesian Ridgebacks. <laughs> but as long as they don't touch anything, they'll be fine. If they touch something, I'm just going to kick them out in the sun and they can, you know, 
dehydrate. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around the studio now, just making sure that one of them doesn't have like the Ethernet cable in their mouth chewing it. <laughs> there could be chaos. But anyway, today we are mourning the loss of our based barbecue friend up there in Canuckland, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Skelly, who we covered on Wednesday. Remember the guy who said to the media who were sticking microphones in his face, can you please move out of the way? You're blocking the entrance to my restaurant. Well, the corporate media have got their man, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, corporate media. Another successful arrest of somebody who thinks they have the right to run their own business and all of these disgusting, selfish customers who on the surface just appear to be supporting somebody who's cooking them ribs, but in reality want all of your grandparents to die because we know that for a fact. The corporate media finally got their man and the based barbecue boy Adam Skelly was dragged away by police just a couple of days ago. Here are the clips. Oh boy. Oh good, good. Good. A, a good takedown there by the police. Another hungry customer has been handcuffed. Thank God. Exactly, Cabaret. Thank God the streets are safe now. <laughs> and there he is being dragged away by the police in handcuffs. Peak optics, Ontario. Foggy in the chat. Now, I like Canada and I like Canadians. I've never been to Canada, but that's one of the places that I would like to go. Um, I've been led to believe that it's basically like cold Australia, that we're very similar people. I think we have more in common with Canadians than we do with Americans. Even though I love Americans, don't get me wrong. But I think we have the same kind of understated you know, quality about us, the, the Canadians and the Australians. Both the countries are of similar size. <clears throat> And I just wonder, because we're going to go through some of the responses on Twitter. Uh, oh, Kitty B with the protest in front of Doug Ford's house. Let me grab that. Let me grab that, please. Uh, winning TV with a diamond. Thank you for joining us, sir. Winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. He should have learned from Beer Barbecue USA guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Freedom E. So I'll get I'll get to that protest just after this. Thank you so much for that, Kitty B. Let's get that one prepped and ready to go. We're going to go through some of the responses here, but <clears throat> I just wonder. And again, this is another crazy idea. So I, it's the show of crazy ideas tonight. First of all, you have this crazy idea that people seem to have this belief that they should decide for themselves whether they put themselves in, quote-unquote, harm's way to get themselves a barbecue rib pack. Obviously, they're very sick, very brainwashed people who think they have a right to go to a barbecue place because they're free and independent, sentient beings. But, you know, luckily we're here to correct that behaviour. And the best way to correct that behavior, in my experience, is with a baton strike to the back of the legs, followed by a brutal takedown, rubbing their face in the asphalt for a couple of minutes, and then dragging them away to jail. That'll learn them. That'll learn those 
That'll learn those freaks and conspiracy theorists who think they have a right to barbecue. <laughs> That'll show them. But I just wonder. We have seen film roll after film roll after film roll for months and months and months. People protesting, people burning buildings down, people throwing Molotov cocktails at police. Remember, we played the clips on this show. People throwing Molotov cocktails at police as they flee from their own police buildings. Now, interestingly, I didn't see one of those people get advanced on by the police, dragged to the ground with a baton strike to the knees, and then taken away in handcuffs. Did you see? I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of that. Isn't it strange? So here you have this remarkable situation where millions of people have been watching footage of people, like I said, literally attacking police with Molotov cocktails, throwing explosive devices at police. Nothing happens to them. In fact, the uh, district attorney, the DA for New York came out, he made an official statement and he came out and said, we will not be prosecuting anybody who was arrested during the protests. And he went on to say, we stand with them. I'm not lying. We read the fucking article on this show. The guy whose job it is to pro, uh, to prosecute people who break the law said we will not be prosecuting anybody who was caught up in these protests and in fact, we believe in their message. Now on the flip side, you have people who just want to sell barbecue. People who just want to run their own business. And people and apparently this is a problem because customers voluntarily want to participate in the running of this business and that has to be put that we have to put a stop to that we mustn't allow that to continue because the great irony is if this guy <laughs> I can hear dogs running around behind can you hear that holy cow they're like horses hooves hey enough <laughs> it's it's already started we're 25 minutes in Relax, mate. Uh, uh. Don't bring it in here. Do not bring it in here. <laughs> uh, Ilsa Jane with a diamond. Did he barbecue babies? Well, th- that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at here. The great irony of this is, <clears throat> if he had have thrown a Molotov, and I'm not endorsing this kind of behaviour, right? But if he had have thrown a Molotov cocktail at a police station, he would have been allowed to walk free. His crime was selling barbecue ribs to people who want to buy them. <laughs> if, if he had have violently attacked the police, they would have said, well, we better not aggravate him. <laughs> we better not incite more violence here. It's almost like they're only going after the non-threatening people. Have you ever noticed that? You ever notice that? It's almost as if they're only targeting the people they know won't riot in the streets. Isn't that strange? <laughs> Foggy, clip the dog's nails, Boogs, you lazy. No, the dog's nails are fine. They've just got massive feet. <laughs> They've got massive feet on a wooden floor. So it sounds like 
sounds like fucking what's the name of that it sounds like Fred Astaire is drunk in the back room somewhere <laughs> settle down Fred terrifying stuff shame on you shame on you shame on you So there you can see he's got plenty of support. Now, this particular, I would never normally do this, right? I would never normally light somebody up on Twitter, but Tina Yazdani, ladies and gentlemen, she is a reporter for City News in Toronto. She has in her Twitter bio, email me story ideas. So she's obviously very creative. (laughs) Email me your hot tips. Essentially, the journalistic equivalent of an ambulance chaser. Now, she has been up this guy's ass for at least a week. Constantly, constantly talking about him. Look at this guy. Oh, my God, he's selling barbecue again. He's violating the rules. Will the police turn up? The police are here. They haven't arrested him yet. She has been so far up his ass that he can taste her at the back of his throat, this chick. Uh, Here she goes. Adamson Barbecue owner Adam Skelly arrested at 12.25pm today. Here's another angle. He has a big smile on his face as he's taken away by police. (laughs) Oh, she's snooty little bitch. (laughs) I mean, I'd be smiling too. I'd be smiling too because you've just become, you've just made a martyr out of the guy. Uh, Here she is again. Update from police on Adam Skelly's arrest. He has been advised not to enter the restaurant. He attempted to anyways and pushed through police. At that point, he was handcuffed for trespassing, ladies and gentlemen. He was trespassing on his own property. Oh, Canada. I remember about 10, 15 years ago, I would have conversations with friends and I would try to explain to them that there is a push at the top of bureaucracy and at the top of like the multinational corporations and the unelected trade commissions and the bodies and et cetera, and the bureaucracies in here, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I would say there is a general consensus of people who believe that private property is a sin. And I would always get a strange look back and I'd say, no, no, you just, you, all you have to do is read their own words, like read the publications that they write read the kinds of bureaucratic red tape that they put up in front of people. They hate the the whole concept of private property. And eventually at one point, we are going to get to a stage, like I said, I was saying this 10, 15 years ago, nobody cared. We would get to a situation in the future where enough of these people would occupy positions of power and they would start to phase out the idea of private property. And without any kind of questioning or any, you know, without any kind of skepticism whatsoever, this person who is apparently a reporter says, uh, at that point, he was handcuffed for trespassing. He was literally trying to gain access to his own restaurant. He was arrested for trespassing, ladies and gentlemen. Scary, huh? It'll never happen here. Chaos at, uh, strange Canadian names, chaos at an Etabacoque, 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 whatever. (laughs) This is chaos at the restaurant. 
seamless. See, that's what 10 years in radio gets you, professionalism. Chaos at a restaurant for the third straight day. As lockdown-defying owner of Adamson Barbecue is arrested, here's our story with a new video from inside the restaurant the moment Adam Skelly was taken into custody. Oh, they're getting some mileage off this guy, aren't they? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Thank you, City News. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me safe. Surrounded by his supporters, there was a big smile on Adam Skelly's face as he was handcuffed and taken away oh, by you police. Snarky bitch. Look at that. A black guy is defending the white business owner from the police. <laughs> oh, what is going on here? He must be one of these people who is afflicted with internalised racism, I'm sure of it. Why is the black guy defending the white guy from the police? I can't breathe, bro. Don't you believe in the movement? Strange. It's almost as if this is more of a class war rather than a race war, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's almost as if the political and bureaucratic elites who walk amongst us, aided by the media and funded by the large multinational corporations, it's almost as if they are trying to erase basic human rights and the idea of uh, private property, thus creating a class war between the haves and the have-nots. What a strange situation. No, Boogie. No, Boogie. That's wrong. No, no. No, Boogie. That's wrong. See, in reality, the black guy is not trying to defend the white guy. The black guy is defending himself because he has internalized racism because his white boss is basically a slave owner. And he knows that if the white boss goes to jail, then he's not going to be able to find another job. That's what's happening. Oh. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for clearing that up, woke friend. A scuffle breaking out after a one scuffle. of Skelly's support. It's a scuffle. <laughs> it's a scuffle. The police was the police were striking people in the back of the legs with batons. Well, it was a bit of a scuffle down at the barbecue place. Let's not lose our heads here. It's nothing too serious. <laughs> a man was a a man was taken down by half a dozen police and dragged away from his own building for trespassing. That was a bit of a scuffle. Yeah, a bit of a scuffle. Just a bit of just a bit of tomfoolery. It seems a scallywag was being a nuisance. <laughs> don't you love it? I can't get enough of this. And and they wonder why people don't. I don't know why people don't trust the corporate media. There was a bit of a scuffle at the barbecue place when the man was correctly arrested for trespassing on his own property. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Everything's going well, isn't it? Everything's going swimmingly. Supporters attempted to push police off of him. Uh huh. That supporter was the second man arrested here today. Oh, a black guy taken down by police. Why aren't we talking about how the black guy was attacked by police? The innocent black. Never go. Look, you know. I've been accused of being a racist, but it's funny. I get accused of being a racist by the hardcore lefties, and I get accused of being an N-word lover by the far right. <laughs> so I, I don't even I don't even know who I'm supposed to hate anymore. But 
Don't you find one thing I know for certain, and I don't think it's a stereotype. Me personally, in my experience, if I was a policeman, there is there is no bargain you can make with me. There is no way that you can force me to get in between a pack of barbecue ribs and a large black man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. This barbecue restaurant has been closed for violating COVID lockdown rules. Nigga, get out of the way. I'm going to get my fucking ribs. After, uh, please do, sir. After you. <laughs> Don't let me stop you, please. Right in there. <laughs> I'm not getting in the way of that guy. He will kill me. <laughs> some people some people just deserve ribs more than others, I'm afraid. I mean, if you're a skinny, skinny white privileged person, just go back, just go back to your avocados on toast. You're not going to miss out much. The big black guy, though, I'm not getting in the way of him and his barbecue pack. I don't get paid enough for this shit, sir. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, as far as I'm concerned. Here's the moment that led to Skelly's arrest. Look, yes, because they they locked the doors of his business and changed the locks. They changed the locks on his own business. So, essentially what's taken place here, which, you know, I'm sure the reporter won't mention because it would be too, uh, how can I say this, honest. What's basically happened here is the city or the state or the province or whatever you want to say, whatever jurisdiction is responsible for this fucking shit fight, they have basically just acquired private property. They've just taken private property. Like, this is ours now. Sorry. So they've taken control of this guy's property, this guy's business, and changed the locks. And now he's trying to gain access to his own property. They've arrested him for trespassing. No court case, right? No, no, no. We have an order here from the city to say that this building now belongs to us. Go home. And like I said, I've been trying to tell people for 10, 15 years and nobody gave a fuck. Maybe they'll give a fuck now, but it's already too late. It's the city mayor. Thank you so much. Uh, Periscope comment. Maybe they'll give a fuck now. I was trying to say, you, these bureaucrats and these politicians and these think tank leaders, they all hate the idea of private property. They think, they believe it's a sin. No, you will run your business the way we decide. And you will thank us and you will pay us tax for the privilege. That's the other thing. You've got to pay city taxes and state taxes and business taxes and payroll taxes, right? You've got to do all of these things. You've got to give them all of this money. And then on top of that, they can just come in and shut you down and change the fucking locks without warning. And then they'll arrest you for trying to get access to your own property. Great stuff, isn't it? Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Andrew Jackson, appropriation without compensation, just like in the bastion of freedom, South Africa. <laughs> oh, out of gold. Pushing past police, he broke into the restaurant and damaged the locks. He damaged the locks. <laughs> oh, drag, arrest this man immediately. He damaged the locks that the police put on his own business. How dare he? We should charge him for damaging the locks as well. <laughs> what a bitch. 
Sir, those are our locks. <laughs> I'd love to see. Because I, I think he got bailed for like 50 grand. I'd love to see in the court proceedings if they actually charge him for the locks that the city put on his own fucking doors. <laughs> oh, goody. Isn't it great? He damaged the locks. How dare he? Now, <laughs> the great irony of this is, so they've taken ownership of private property. They've locked him out of his own property. They've changed the locks on his own property. They've arrested him for trespassing on his own property. And now they'll charge him for damaging the locks they put on because he damaged somebody else's property. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Thank you for keeping me safe. Wow. Oh. It is a bit like a football game, isn't it? Woo, let's go! Let's go! Man, these people really like ribs. They can't look at what they're doing just for ribs. Do they not realize that they're risking everybody's life here? At this point, officers could take him in for trespassing. After the owner of Adamson Barbecue was taken away, the crowd grew even larger. Supporters with anti-mask and anti-lockdown sentiments yelling absurdities like the pandemic isn't real. (laughs) Winning TV with a diamond. We are fucked. Too many are applauding the government. Oh, it's beyond applauding the government now. Like, I don't know. I don't know what psych... Look, I'm normally pretty good at, you know... I'm normally pretty good at doing, you know, insights on the psychology of crowds. That's that's why we get so many things right here on this show. There's no secret source or anything like that. There's no secret science, but just basic human behavior. And, you know, predictive... They call it predictive behavioral programming. They They know how you're going to react to something based on you know, certain stimuli that they inject into the system, for want of a better word. They know how most people are going to react, and then they go ahead of that reaction and direct it down certain avenues, right? (sighs) Yelling absurdities. I mean, like, it's not hate speech or anything, right? They weren't yelling out, let's lynch all the cops. They weren't doing it. They were yelling absurdities. They were yelling things I disagree with. Therefore, I'm glad that they got dragged away in handcuffs. It's scary, man. It goes beyond people applauding the government. People are now in dedicated service of it. Right? Like, there's a difference. People like when people aren't aren't just standing by. Like I, I I take your point and I agree with the sentiment, Phil. But people aren't just standing on the sidelines going, "Yay, good, congratulations." No, no, people are encouraged to actively participate in this now. What are you eating? Uh, come on, sit, sit, sit down. It was. <laughs> Sorry, I told you it's going to be one of those shows. Um, 
people are encouraged to actively participate in it now. You know, look at all the look at all the officials saying, "Oh, dob in your neighbours." Have you seen a business that's been running during the lockdown? Call up the police. Become part of the solution. These people have been deputised. Ilsa Jane with a diamond. I was late. You said this is Canada. Yes, this is Canada. Uh, but it's not just Canada, right? This particular incident is in Canada. But there are there are incidents in Australia, in the UK, in Canada, in New Zealand, in the uh, in the United States, depending on what state you're in. You know, the gym owner, ladies and gentlemen, from New York, who was shut down. Same same thing applies there. So let's not pretend like this is just a Canadian problem. I know that you weren't doing that. But people have been deputized now. Like this reporter, remember, do you remember the story we read on this show about three months ago where reporters were boasting about the fact that they no longer stick to these old ideas of journalistic ethics? Like they think that that's the past. They think that's not good enough anymore. So journalists now are boasting about the fact that they're activists first and journalists second. Like, it's not a conspiracy. They openly tell you. No, our responsibility is to affect social change. And these old ideas of journalistic ethics and stuff, they have to go. They have to go away because it's too important because we're fighting fascism. So we need to become agents of change. They genuinely openly say this. We read the quotes on this fucking show. And I'm not talking about opinion journalists. I'm talking about people who are supposed to be reporters. You know, your job as a reporter is to report. You're not supposed to editorialise. You're not supposed to inject opinion into it. But they now believe that that is their journalistic responsibility, is to be an activist. I don't know why people don't trust the corporate media. And look, like, I understand the technical side of it. I understand the technical side of using certain language at certain times in order to convey certain, you know, uh, you know, in order to create a certain, uh, like, emotional environment for the audience whereby you can lead them to certain conclusions. But even if you don't understand the technical side of this, if you don't understand the technical part of how it's done, you still get the, fe- you still get the feeling that something's not right. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm loath to use a Matrix reference, but it's like the Matrix when before Neo knows how the true world is, he just feels like there's something wrong with it, right? So when you get quote-unquote reporters who are actually being activists and injecting opinion into their reports, you may not get the technical side of how they're manipulating the language in order to convey a certain message, but you'll watch it and it just makes you feel uneasy. Because you know you don't know what it is, but you know something's not right about this. I don't know why people don't trust the corporate media. The media is lying to you! On a stage set up with loudspeakers in the parking lot. A far cry from simply supporting a small business. Ho ho ho, you cunt! <laughs> you smarmy little cunt! <laughs> They said there wasn't a stage. They were standing on table. They were standing on outdoor eating tables. They set up a stage with outdoor loudspeakers. A far cry from merely supporting the business owner. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. What a bitch. 
it makes me laugh because it's so obvious. But how many people would listen to that and go, well, yes, if I was supporting the business, I wouldn't be taking a microphone down there. (laughs) You know, one is reminded of the great Bill Hicks line when he's talking about musicians who don't do drugs and in fact speak out against it. Yeah, if I had the clip on hand, I would play it. But there's a great Bill Hicks line, you know, God rest his soul because he was the best of us. Um, There's a great Bill Hicks line where he's like, you know, musicians that don't take drugs and in fact speak out against it, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. (laughs) Ballless, soulless, corporate whores, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. (laughs) Government-approved rock and roll. That's what we want, huh? Shit, we might be out till 11 tonight. Fuck this. <laughs> this what this is what reminds me. This is the, the feeling that I get from watching these journalists do what they do. Like, do they even do they even realize that they are merely foot, sto- foot soldiers for this strange you know, incestuous relationship between like the Amazons and the corporations and uh, the governments, ladies and gentlemen, do they even realize that that's what they're doing? Or do they genuinely believe that they are on the side of the little guy? Because that, that's the great irony here. These journalists believe that they're like lefties who care about people. And they're cheering watching small business owners being dragged away in handcuffs for not breaking any law. I'm on the side of the little guy. Kitty B's got it here. Look at this. Why not? It's one of those shows. <laughs> Kitty B, you're an absolute legend. Drugs have done good things for us. That's my belief. Drugs have done good things for us. Hard to believe I'm saying this. Drugs have done good things for us. What do you mean, Bill? Well, if you don't believe drugs have done good things for us, do me a favor then. Go home tonight, take all your albums, your tapes, and your CDs. And burn them. I, w- I would just change that to small business owners have done good things for us. <laughs> right? I can't believe I'm saying this, but small business owners and individuals have done good things for us. And if you don't believe that's the case, I want you to go home and take all of the products that you purchase from a small business and take your paycheck, take your grandmother's paycheck, take your cousin's paycheck who works at a small business and burn it. Hey, maybe one day we can all work for Amazon. Thank you for keeping me safe. Because you know what? The musicians who made that great music that has enhanced your lives throughout the years. Real fucking high on drugs, okay? The Beatles were so high, they let Ringo, he's in the corner, put him out. Drugs had a positive effect. They did. You cannot deny it. Let's look at it another way then. Here we go. These musicians today who don't do drugs and in fact speak out against them, we're rock against drugs. (laughs) Boy, they suck. Suck. (laughs) Ballless, soulless, spiritless, little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. (laughs) I need to turn that into a hotkey now. Whenever we see a journalist, ladies and gentlemen, 
applauding the police dragging away small business owners, applauding the police baton striking the backs of the legs of somebody who has the audacity to try to enter their own property and gets arrested for trespassing. This needs to be the call. Ballless, soulless, spiritless little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. That's you. (laughs) That's you. That's you. All right, let's carry on here. I mean, it's just ridiculous that people think that they're making this kind of stuff up. It's just really sad to see. And I, and I mean, this is Canada. Another fucking idiot who hates the idea of people gathering in groups, so he heads down there. Another one. Oh, it's just sad. It's just sad that people have this idea that they should be allowed to voluntarily go into a business who's willing to sell them ribs. How dare they? Disgusting, really, if you ask me. How dare they? <laughs> it's disgusting. I tell you what, it's disgusting. You know, we the problem is we have too many people in today's society who believe that individual rights are a thing. Why can't they just listen to the police? Why can't they listen to the corporations? And why can't they listen to the governments who are trying to protect them? Oh. Ballless, soulless, spiritless little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Yeah, that's you, bro. That's you, bro. Welcome to the club. Police arrived early this morning to change the locks on the doors after Skelly vowed to reopen to indoor dining for the third day. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll I'll see see you in hell. The nine charges he was already facing didn't deter him. They include violating indoor dining rules. (laughs) Violating indoor dining rules. Oh, my God. It'll never happen. It'll never happen here. Uh, It'll never happen. But why is there even a law about indoor dining rules? If I want to go to a restaurant, right, that wax me on the end of my penis with a stick of bamboo before I can eat my steak, why should I be denied that? If such a business exists, why can't I have it? If I want to go to a restaurant that rips my fingernails out and gives me a free bowl of onion rings for the pleasure, why can't I have that? If they're offering the service and I want the service, why the hell is the government sticking their dick in between us? They're cock block. The government is basically cock blocking society. A guy's willing to serve ribs. How dare he? But I want the ribs. You must be a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Thank God he was dragged away for trespassing on his own property. I feel so much safer now. Building illegal gatherings and operating a business without a license. Did you see ah. the people in there that were wearing no masks with children and so forth? It's going to be close today. You can be sure of that. And it was. Oh, you you brave, you brave. Who the fuck is this guy? Mayor John Tory. Did you see the people in there? Did you see them lining up for ribs? Some of them had children with them. It's going to be closed today. You can be sure of that. Ballless, soulless, spiritless little corporate fucking puppets. Suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Thank you, Bill. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And it was all day, despite efforts to get inside. But other local businesses following Adamson's lead and reopening against provincial orders. Oh, so she's ta- she's taken down the barbecue place now, this fucking pillock, and now she's moving on to now. I've, this is my calling in life. <laughs> 
It is my job in life. It is my duty to go around and find people who are operating a business and shut them down. Because why? Why? Why would I do such a thing? Because of this. Ballless, soulless, spiritless little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Exactly, Bill. That's exactly the problem here. Let's go around to the other businesses who are running now and shut them down too. Thank you for keeping me safe, Toronto News. The owner of Express Fitness in Scarborough was ticketed after opening his business, but a much more cordial scene there. The owner says he wants the government to properly justify what's essential and what's not. We got shut down for no reason. Costco is full. Why Walmart is full? Why LCBO is full? Why gyms closed? Costco is full. Walmart is full. Oh boy. You know, and of course the the reporter doesn't address that particular. She's just happy to see people shut down. They these are people who get off on seeing the little guy get stamped. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond, got here in time to suck Satan's cock, apparently. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. But no, it's not you. It's not you. We're just curious as to why, you know, the media and the bureaucracies and the corporations are all in lockstep. So the corporations hate business uh, competition. They always have. Uh, I believe it was J.D. Rockefeller who once said that uh, competition is a sin. So the large corporations hate is uh, they hate small business. They hate competition. So the small businesses are getting shut down. Look at these guys with the DJs out the front. That's fucking great. <laughs> they're out the front. You can't arrest them. They're also black, so I guess they're okay. <laughs> I guess they're going to be safe. So, <laughs> so, again, this is class war stuff we're talking about here. Less race war, more class war, bro. Um, so you have the corporations, they're... They're happy for the small businesses to be shut down. The governments who take large amounts of money from the corporations are shutting down a small business, and the media are going around celebrating the fact that small businesses are being shut down. It's a beautiful union. How does this happen exactly? Ballless, soulless, spiritless little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Thank you, Bill. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Let's carry on here. Costco is full. Why Walmart is full. Why LCBO is full, why gyms closed. And Paramount Golf at Bathurst and Lawrence reopening by appointment only. Our facility is extremely COVID safe. Oh, look, look what they're making you do, man. Look how much they're making you give. Well, check out some of the responses to this story, ladies and gentlemen, because this is beautiful. This is gold. Instead of doing contact conscious takeout like everyone else, Adam's Barbecue made a fool of himself, put staff out of work and embarrassing other entrepreneurs. Look at the shaming routine that's taking place now. I mean, unclean, unclean, right? It's that kind of thing. One person is trying to sell barbecue to people who are voluntarily wanting to buy it? Boo! Unclean! Listen to this fucking idiot. I'm glad that he got arrested for breaking the law. The media should stop pampering people that openly defy law and order. <laughs> so the media was too the media was too soft on this guy. <laughs> (laughs) 
the only the only like satisfaction I get out of this is the corporate media who think they are doing the right thing and and having like the far left sycophants on their side. They don't realize that the far left sycophants actually hate them too. You're not doing enough. <laughs> I don't agree with Doug Ford on many issues, but this is one where I'm totally behind him. Shame how much this one idiot has been costing taxpayers over the last three days. He thinks he is more important than anyone else trying to keep their business afloat. No, 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 no. We think that all businesses have a right to stay afloat if they can do it. We don't believe that artificially putting roadblocks in front of business is fair. Um, remember when you used to think about fairness? Remember when you when you fucking frauds used to talk about fairness and treating people equally? Huh? No, no, no. You don't believe in that. You never did. You never did. And now it's just openly, plainly obvious to everybody that you never did. Because in reality, you are a clamoring mess just waiting for somebody who speaks with authority to lead you to safety because you pathetically cannot take responsibility for your own decisions in life. And why, why would that be the case? Bill, take it away. Ballless, soulless, spiritless, little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Exactly. Remember when these exact types of people, listen to this fucking guy, Remember when these exact types of people were saying that blue lives matter and that we should listen to the police? Amazing how that narrative changed rapidly. I wonder why. This guy doesn't even have the (laughs) self-awareness. This guy doesn't even have the self-awareness to realise what he's... Listen to this. Remember when these exact types of people were saying that blue lives matter and that we should listen to the police? Amazing how that narrative changed rapidly. I wonder why. I'm sorry, weren't you the guys who last month were throwing Molotov cocktails at the police you're now cheering? Wasn't that you, bro? (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Weren't you the ones that were celebrating all of the protests and fuck the police and ACAB and let's chase it and defund the police and get rid of... Weren't you those guys? And now literally the fascists... The fascists! Oh my God, the fascists! The fascists that you're so terrified of are literally baton-striking people trying to enter their own property! Their own property! Getting dragged away! The government is coming in and changing the locks on people's private fucking property. And you're standing there going, yay! Wow. You know, this is... uh, People say to me, like, a lot. In private as well. In private. Because, you know, I'll have conversations with people, but... They'll say, you're too negative, bro. You're too negative. And I'm like, what what change do you expect to happen here? What what beautiful like horizon do you see? What beautiful moment do you see in our future where everybody's just gonna wake up and go, hang on a minute, it's not supposed to be this way. They're already cheering people's private property being confiscated. We're already there. We're already there. 
This has happened before. Like, this is not some, like, historical anomaly that nobody's ever had to deal with before. We have countless examples throughout human history of when the government and the bureaucracy decides that it's a good idea to start repossessing people's private property. You know what happens next, don't you? You know what happens next? Everybody dies. That's the black pill. That's the black pill when you realise that so many people, so many people just don't even, they can't even grasp it. They can't even grasp the thing that they're supporting is the thing that's going to bury them. And I've had this, I've had this conversation with like James on Trust of Verify. James is like an older brother to me in the internet, in the internet space. We've had some very, we've had some very deep and personal conversations, myself and James are. Love the man like a brother. You know, I think he's about 12 years my senior. He looks about 30 years my senior, but he's only 12. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to fucking throw that in. I don't know why, because I'm a prick. <laughs> but James, great guy. We've had some deep... And I remember telling him once, like two years ago, that we're always good, because he's a very optimistic guy, but I'm a very pessimistic person, right? Just naturally, generally. Probably my German upbringing. <laughs> And I remember saying to him, we're always going to have this problem because we are basically, when you break it, when you get rid of all of the noise and you get rid of all of the static noise on top, the white noise, and you get rid of all of the fluff, here's the issue. We are basically trying to protect people who want us dead. That's the equation. We are trying to protect the lives of people who would be happy to see us dead. When you strip away all of the rhetoric, when you get rid of all of the noise, that's the basic equation of what we're dealing with here. We are protecting the rights of people who want to take ours away. We are trying to save the lives of people who want us dead. What are you supposed to do with that? How do you, how do you rectify that? I'm not sure you can. Ilsa Jane with a diamond negative. I come here because you make me laugh. Well, that's good. That's a start. Like I've, I have so many tabs open today. I have so many links to go through. We, we haven't even got past the first item. Been going for an hour already. Holy cow. All right. We need to take a break and move on, ladies and gentlemen. I'll take a quick five-minute break. I've got so much, so much to get through, so much fun to be had. I don't want to miss out. So uh, F in the chat for the owner of Adamson Barbecue, ladies and gentlemen. F in the chat for your personal freedoms. <laughs> S in the ch- F in the chat for private property. <laughs> F in the chat for Canada. Because there, by the grace of God, go I. Uh, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break. I'm going to take a little trip to the little boys' room. And when we return, I promise much more on this Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Stick around. Thank you. 
narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? You. Why do you ruin my evening? Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, Tracy. Really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good UK Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More I don't this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. 
it back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, UK Neil with a diamond during the ad break. Thank you for joining us, brother. Sorry for the lateness, just finished. I bring gift. Well, thank you for bringing your gift. Now, where is the frankincense and myrrh? Jesus, bro. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Like I said, uh, quick little spiel. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, please, please, please. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast on uh, Apple or Spotify or Podbean or whatever, just do it. You don't even have to listen to it. Just do it. it helps me out. It's good. It helps me out with stuff. It helps me out with that backroom stuff, like analytics and shit. Because if you subscribe, then more people subscribe, and then more people subscribe, and then everybody subscribes, and then we take over the fucking world and burn it to the ground. It's going to be great. Then the world will become Boogie Stan. Fuck them. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Like I said, I God, I've got to stop doing this, man. I've got, I was counting during the ad break, I've got like, 18 tabs ready to go with stories. We did one in an hour. One. (laughs) Look, if I'm rambling too much, just tell me to shut up, okay? Just tell me to shut up. Welcome to the show. Alrighty. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know who's been, you know who's had it the toughest during the last 10 months? You may be sitting there thinking that it's the private business owner's you may be sitting there thinking it's individuals who have lost their jobs. And maybe that job loss has led to, you know, a kind of a domino effect in your life where depression starts to set in, alcoholism. Shout out to Jim Enward, by the way. Alcoholism, depression. You, you may be missing that human contact. You may have taken this time to realise that your life really isn't as good as you thought it was. You're not as safe as you thought you were. Because we all live with this illusion of protection hanging over our heads all the time. And, you know, with the South Australian example that I played on Monday, for example, it can take one person apparently lying to a government official and they'll use that as an excuse to throw uh, an entire state's economy into chaos. And if that's how flimsy the system is, then how good can it possibly be? But you know who's had it the hardest over the last 10 months? The doctors, ladies and gentlemen. And honestly, the doctors are the best people amongst us. You know, trust the science. Trust the science. I trust the doctors. I do too. I trust the doctors because they are the best people that we have. They are the smartest. They are the most professional they care the most about people and they are definitely the kind of person that we need to be listening to not just about coronavirus and all that kind of thing but on all aspects of modern life you know some people may try to suggest to you that doctors have no jurisdictions over whether i can they have no jurisdiction over whether or not i can open my business but they'd be wrong they'd be wrong No. What we think of when we think of a 
the jurisdiction that a doctor holds. You know, we used to think that the doctor's jurisdiction extends to only giving you advice when you go to a doctor. But that's 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 an old archaic idea. Now we expect doctors to run society, and rightly so. Because they know which medicine I should take when I get the sniffles, they obviously know what's best for modern civilization as a whole. Obviously. And they are the best people amongst us. And so it's with great pain that I present to you this story, ladies and gentlemen. Trust the science, trust the doctors, they are the best. Con artists conjure up fake genie to dupe doctor into buying a 72,000 pound Aladdin's lamp. There's the lamp. (laughs) By the way, Metro, I use Metro a lot. Metro, you've got to stop with this fucking advertising shit. Holy cow. Look at this. Your website is now practically unreadable with all of these pop-up advertising. You've got to stop, man. Relax. Two men have been arrested after a doctor was conned out of of 72,000 pounds for an Aladdin's lamp. (laughs) Trust the science. It was alleged that they conjured up a fake genie to trick their victim, Lahik Khan, into handing over the cash in Uttar Pradesh, India. Khan said that one of the men pretended to be an occultist and made a jinn, a supernatural figure, appear from the lamp, local media reported. You know, I'm so glad that we're getting so many of our doctors from places like India. I mean, they're so much smarter than us. We we really can't we really can't train our own doctors in the West anymore. We need to import them. <laughs> All cultures are the same. <laughs> but when Khan asked if he could touch the genie or take the lamp home, they refused, saying it might cause him harm, the complaint said. You've got to be trained to handle this lamp. Eventually, they sold the lamp to him, promising it would bring health, wealth, and good fortune. (laughs) Khan stated that he later realized the genie was actually just one of the men in disguise. (laughs) He's soon to get a work permit to the United Kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, to treat you for your ills. Mr. Khan contacted police when he realised that the lamp didn't have any magical powers. (laughs) As described in the folktale Aladdin, and the wish-granting genie did not appear when he rubbed it. He called the police. (laughs) The doctor. This poor doctor purchased a lamp for £72,000. He took it home and he rubbed it and there was no genie. Turns out that the genie was just one of the con men wearing a genie outfit. <laughs> he couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> How many years of medical school did you go through? Oh, enough. Enough. I know a scam when I see one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Senior police officer Armit Ray said the cheats had struck a deal for much more, but the doctor had paid about 7 million rupees, about $93,000. He said the men were arrested on Thursday and were remanded in custody ahead of charges being filed. See, I, I maybe I'm crazy. I have a totally different attitude to stuff like this. 
if you can convince an educated man that if if only he forks over seventy thousand pounds for a magic lamp where a genie will pop out and grant you wishes, if you can convince somebody to part with seventy thousand dollars, you don't deserve a, a jail sentence. You deserve a fucking medal. Right? Am I the only one who thinks that? <laughs> Maybe it's because, like, I used to play cards a bit and stuff and, you know, be into that kind of thing. And Because you, you realise when you're playing cards, right, that you're not... These people, these people that you're playing against, they're degenerate gamblers. They're not card players, right? They're not thinking about tactics and strategy and they're not thinking about you know, how they should bet, and they're not thinking about metagame or anything like that. They're just degenerate gamblers. So they will stay there until all their money is gone. These aren't the people who will win money and then go home, right? You know, if I'm playing cards, I set, it's like, you know, if you're trading in Bitcoin or something, right, you set a uh, a loss stop. So if the value goes to a certain amount, then you'll stop uh, buying or whatever, right? So here's Johnny. here's Johnny. So it's a bit like that when you're playing cards. Nightwave Radio with a diamond. Thank you for joining us, Mersh. DLive.tv slash Nightwave Radio. Everybody's favorite lover of French women. So I'm sitting there and I'm playing cards and like my object is not to lose all my money, but they won't be satisfied until they lose all their money because that's what a degenerate gambler does. So if I'm playing cards, I'll say, okay, I have two buy-ins. That's my limit. And sometimes it's you're unlucky, right? Sometimes because there is an element of luck in cards. Sometimes you're unlucky. You know, if you get two aces before all the cards are dealt, you have an 88% chance of winning the hand. That's not 100%. So I'll know that 12% of the time I'm going to lose. And if I push all my chips in and I lose, well, that's that 12% of the time. But if I keep playing it the exact same way, a hundred percent, you know, a hundred times, I'm going to win 88 of those times. And if I lose my two buy-ins, then I'm like, well, that was my limit for today. I get up, I leave the table, I go home and then I come back another time. But degenerate gamblers don't think like that. Degenerate gamblers can win $10,000 and then they, they're not there to play. They're not there to gamble. They are there to give their money away. So it's my job at that point to be there when they're giving their money away. So if somebody is willing to buy a magical genie lamp for 72,000 pounds on the promise that if they rub it, a genie will pop out and grant them wishes, why are we arresting the people who are selling it to them? <laughs> I mean, it's not like they were taking advantage of an old senile person or anything like that. They were, they were going to an educated doctor. He's the one who wanted to buy it. So I, I don't, maybe I'm alone in that. Remember the story we covered about two years ago of the guy who sold toilet, do you, you remember the toilet paper shortage? And there was a guy who put on eBay, I will sell you a roll of toilet paper for $12,000. <laughs> and the media did a sting, right? Remember? They went down there and they're like, how dare you sell toilet paper for $12,000? And I'm like, no, if somebody's willing to pay $12,000 for toilet paper, I'm an idiot for not taking their money. If someone comes up to me and says, I will give you 10 grand for that roll of toilet paper right now, I'll be like, here, I'll wipe my ass with the newspaper. I can, I can buy newspapers for the rest of my life for that 10 grand. That's fine. 
right? Oh, no. You disgusting con man. What con? Here's the product. Here's the price. You pay it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, because people are stupid. And we have so many stupid people. Uh, let's go to this one, ladies and gentlemen. This is very cute. <clears throat> now, as you know, um, the the Twitter alternative, as it's been dubbed, Parler, has been making news recently. Apparently, a lot of downloads, people going, I'm essentially, I'm pro-competition, right? So whatever, whenever a new um, a site pops up, I'll always just go there and get my name, you know, at Boogie Bumper. And I do that knowing that it's very, very, very difficult for any kind of new site to even get started and get going. I understand that, but it's the least I can do to say, hey, good luck, man. Right? Good luck with this. It's going to be tough. You probably won't make it, but good luck. Here, here's another subscriber, right? Because I think competition is essentially a good thing. Um, by the way, if you haven't yet, uh, the guys at puresocialnetwork.com uh, I've been in touch with a couple of the developers there. They are really just good guys who are just trying to get something started and it's so hard to get a new site started. Uh, they got in touch with me a while ago and said, hey man, do you want to live stream on our site? And I said, yes, I'll live stream on your site. I'd love to. So we're now live on puresocialnetwork.com. And, you know, they've been working with me and like, you know, hey, we're going to start, we're going to develop a way so it's your podcast stays up when your show's finished. I'm like, cool, man, that sounds great. So if you want to support people who are like actually in it for the right reasons and are actually just trying to create some kind of competition, I don't have any financial standing in it whatsoever. They're just people who reached out to me and said, hey, can you please like help test our site and stuff? I'm like, of course I can. No problem. No skin off my nose. PureSocialNetwork.com. They're doing good stuff. So it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult to get a new thing started the cost is ridiculous. And then if you just happen to have the money to start a new website or a new streaming service, it doesn't stop there because then they'll just come after your banking, right? They'll come after your line of credit. They'll come after your donations. They'll, they'll come after you in other ways. And for the last two years, you've been told, for the last two years, for the last five years, you've been told Twitter is a private company amazingly in bed with, you know, the Senate, but whatever. Let's let's pretend like that doesn't exist. Twitter is a private company and they can do what they want. If you don't like it, go and start your own thing. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard that? So, with Parler, people have started their own thing. <laughs> but this leads you know, the corporate media to a, a very strange little situation. Now, whether you want to join Parler or not, that's entirely up to you. I don't care what you do. That's that's your problem to figure out. But what happened, you go and start your own thing if you don't like it. And people are like, okay, I'll go and start my own thing. And now this happens. Thank you. An alternative social media site has been attracting millions of new users in the wake of the presidential election. Parler does not filter or send. I have to say, she is one of the. She is one of the. That's it. Oh, she is one of the best looking reporters I've ever seen. That's. You know, people have asked me before, what's your type, Boogie? That, that, that There it is. <laughs> that's my type. <laughs> Blonde hair, big blue eyes, pretty smile. Yep. That's. 
that's the one. Absolutely stunning. It's a terrible shame. <clears throat> she is absolutely stunning, but it's a terrible shame that she is. Ballless, soulless, spiritless, little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Uh, it's a terrible shame. We miss out on yet another one, but anyway. Presidential election. Parler does not filter or censor content, which critics say helped facilitate the spread of misinformation. Carol Barnett <laughs> explains. But how can they facilitate the spread of misinformation if it's an irrelevant app that's a safe space for conservatives? How can the misinformation be spread if it's quarantined on a site? I don't understand. Ilsa Jane with the diamonds really boogs. You usually like brunettes. No, no, I don't usually like brunettes. I'm a blonde guy. Well, I'm not. I'm not a blonde guy, <laughs> but I definitely prefer blondes to brunettes. I mean, the, the thing is, right? So I'm definitely more prone to being attracted to blondes. Like that's not a. That's not. I've never hidden that fact. But a really, really, really attractive brunette. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. But I'm definitely more like drawn to the blondes. I'm proud to join Parlor. This platform gets what free speech is all about. <laughs> does anybody anymore? Does anybody, genuine question, does anybody get what free speech is about anymore? Do they? I don't think they do. I mean, the people who've flagged my videos in the past and have like flagged, you know, made complaints about my Twitter posts and tried to get me suspended and stuff like that, hand on heart, have not been lefties. They haven't been. The people who have flagged my shit in the past, and, you know, Mersh was in here before, Nightwave Radio. I remember the first time I reached out to Mersh, right, was when he, because I, I was, I used to watch, like, um, ROTC and Nightwave. Nightwave probably more so than ROTC in the early days. But when I first, it was when his Twitter account got taken, and he said something on ROTC like, it's fucking, it's right-wingers who are doing this. It's not the left. Not the left. And, I, like, I reached out to him, sent him an email, and said, man, it's fucking insane that you're saying that because, you know, what I've noticed, you know, even though I'm on a much smaller scale, this is a much smaller show, it's the same thing. Like, you guys know who have been here around, like, have been around here long enough. If I say something... You know, like, just say I'm not, you know, 100% supportive of Donald Trump on some kind of thing or, you know, the Iran issue, for example. Remember that? People who like you for 12 months, two years will instantly turn and you become a communist traitor. Fuck you. You're a grifter. Fuck you. And so like, <laughs> the people who, like, are flagging your posts and saying, fuck this guy, I'm reporting him. Nightwave Radio with a diamond. People want to remove their competition. Yeah, but what about like the non-streamers though? So what about like just audience members? It's like they're heartbroken. They invest so much. And unless you're a streamer, you don't really, you don't really get this dynamic because I'm talking to all of you and you're listening to me and you're talking back to me in the chat. But I don't know each individual of you like you know me right? So you'll say something and they feel like personally hurt by it. Like you've, you, like you've taken a shit on their grandmother's grave or something. 
It's like, no, no, I'm just giving, I'm telling you what I think. And these are the people like jilted lovers that I've found more often than not are the ones who start flagging you and coming after you. And it's, it's a strange thing, man. It's a strange dynamic. So do, does anybody really get what free speech means anymore? Because like, I, know, I don't want to sound like too much like a cuck, but I mean it. <laughs> Nightwave Radio. Mersh Hate Brigade are all fans I told to fuck off. <laughs> I have noticed a trend. Winning TV with a diamond. The right left uh, act exactly the same way. Ironic, right? So here's the way I approach it. Everything should be fine. You know how they say, oh, he's a dangerous hate preacher. He's a dangerous hate preacher. He shouldn't be allowed to say those things. My opinion has always been, put that shit on prime time. Put that shit on prime time. Let everybody hear it. I want everybody to hear you. Because if it's insane and unhinged, then everyone will see it. (laughs) That's ultimately what I want. The way I approach things is, if you do some, if you say something I don't agree with, I'll say, I'll go, hmm, I don't agree with that. And that's it. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't agree. Oh, well. But so many people don't do that. So many people will watch a show and watch a stream and I'll say, I don't agree with that. I need to remove this person from the internet. <laughs> Free speech. The idea that the corporate media is going to lecture me now about what free speech means is a fucking insult. Parler, which is described as a Twitter for conservatives, has seen a rapid rise in popularity (laughs) since the election, topping Apple's download charts last week with more than 10 million users. I'm surprised it hasn't been banned yet. I'm just waiting because this will happen. Steal yourselves for this. What will happen is a whole bunch of people will start creating parlor accounts and they'll start posting like really far right edgy shit and talking about the KKK and we need to burn people and we need genocide. They may not even actually believe it, but they'll post enough of that stuff and then the corporate media will gather together all of those accounts and all of those posts and you'll have uh, Oliver Darcy on CNN saying, look at all of the extremism that's happening on Parler. We contacted the Apple store as to whether or not Parler is breaking their terms of service, but they haven't got back in touch with us yet. And then you'll see the CBS news reports. Oh my God, look at all of the hate over there on Parler. Isn't it insane? And then the app will be taken off the app store. Just wait for that. That's, that's the way these things work. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, but it will. It will happen. Can we now move everybody from Twitter oh, to Parler? It's become a platform of choice for millions of conservatives, like re-elected Colorado Congressman Ken Buck, to voice frustrations and share... That's a great name, isn't it? Ken Buck. Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see you in hell. hell. I don't know his politics. I don't. I probably wouldn't even like the guy. But Ken Buck. That's a, that's a politician's name I can believe in. Buck 2024. Share ideas. Ideas, Buck says, companies like Twitter Buck. and Facebook are censoring. Kenneth Buck. The best antidote to misinformation is more good information. It's not censoring or regulating or filtering bad information. That We have to be educated as a public. Congressman, you have seen, though, that I guess the expression has been proven true that a lie. 
Why are they all such pretty boys? One of my favourite, you know, little anecdotes about journalism that I heard once was like an old story where this journalist goes to a party and the party is full of like business leaders and politicians and senators and stuff. And he's kind of just standing alone in the corner drinking, you know, a glass of whiskey or something. You know, back when journalists had that perception of like wearing the hat and smoking a cigarette, chain smoking cigarettes and being generally, you know, hard to get along with instead of sucking every, instead of this, ladies and gentlemen, instead of doing this. Ballless, soulless, spiritless, little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them. Right. Once upon a time, journalists were, you know, generally hard to get along with because they were skeptical of everybody. Because they saw it as their job to break down and disseminate what politicians say and make it accessible for you. But that no longer exists. Now they just rewrite press releases from politicians. They rewrite press releases from corporations. So that's that's their job now. But once upon a time, right? So this journalist is at this party with the senators and, you know, business leaders and stuff, and he's standing alone. And somebody comes up to him and says, hey, uh, the senator wants to meet you. You know, he wants to introduce himself to you. He loves your work. Why don't you go over and say hello? And the journalist says, no, I'm not going to do that. And he says, why not? And he says, because I might not, I might need to write a book about him one day, and I don't want uh, my opinion of him to be tinged by personal experience. That, that dynamic does not exist anymore. You know, I may need to be critical of this politician one day, so I don't want to go over there and shake his hand and be his friend because then it will stop me from being critical if I have to be. That doesn't exist anymore. Now it's all about how much of a friend can I be to this politician to get the interview? How much of a friend can I be to this guy? So I can get access. They care about access. Access, access, access. I want the quote. I want the interview. I want the doorstop. I want the first question in the press conference. None of them actually care. And they're all such pretty boys now. Look at this guy on the left. Look at him. Oh, God. I travels much faster than the truth. An erroneous headline will be shared online and seen and engaged with by more people than the correction. Yep. So do you really trust most Americans to fact check? No. No. See, this is the thing. Do you really trust most people to be able to fact check and get uh, separate truth from lies? No. But I distrust them less than I distrust people at the top of the tree deciding what's true and what's not for me. See the difference here? Does that make sense? You should always be more weary of those seeking to silence an opinion than of those whose opinion they are seeking to silence. Make that one of your make that put that on your fucking refrigerator. Hang on. <laughs> Dog in. What are you doing? Sit down. Good girl. Good girl. Come on. Good girl. Right. I told you it was going to be one of those shows. Dogs walking around. <laughs> Always be more wary of those seeking to silence opinion than of those whose opinion they're seeking to silence. Do you really trust people to be able to discern truth from fiction and do their own fact-checking? No, absolutely not. But that doesn't mean I trust you to decide for them. (laughs) 
I trust you even less than them. I trust you far less than them. So stay the fuck out of it. Everything they engage with. Everything. I absolutely trust Americans. And I think that's one of the differences between the left and the right. And that's one of the reasons why uh, an organization or a company like Parler can get started. But as the number of users grow, so does the misinformation being spread. Unproven <laughs> accounts of voter fraud and COVID-19 uh, hoax claims yeah, yeah, run yeah. rampant yeah. on sites like Parler right. with almost no filter. Mm. Parler, I think, is dangerous because it's actually encouraging people to get into yet another hyper-confirming like-minded reality. No. <laughs> it isn't encouraging people to get into a like-minded reality chamber. You are. For five years you've been doing it. Hey, if you don't like it here, start your own version of Twitter. If you don't like what we do, start your own platform. Why don't you go off and start your own platform? We don't even want you here. I'm glad that they banned you. If you don't like it, go start your own platform. So people go and start their own platform. And and then to steal a, a line again from Alex Jones. Thank, thank you for coming. coming. I'll see you, see you in hell. To steal a line from Alex Jones, these chicken-necked little pansies. <laughs> Holy shit! Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the Ninja Gini filter equals sense. Thank you so much, Lady of Diamonds Gypsy. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. See, this is the thing, though. What this has illustrated is that they don't really want you to leave Twitter. Because I, I disagree with Original Revolution. Holy shit! Iceman double four double three dropping a guinea on us. Double guinea. Thank you so much. Iceman DLive.tv slash Iceman double four double three. Thank you so much. Very generous. I disagree with original Rev in the chat who said they want us to go there. I, I, I used to think that, but now I don't. Now I don't. I've changed my mind on that. Because my opinion as it stands now is they don't really want you to leave Twitter. They just want you to be there and be passive. Right? They want you to be there, but not be, you know, challenging things and and posting things. They want you to be there, but be scared that you'll lose your account. So you just do what you're told. Because that's their avenue for a lot of things, right? That's their, that's their way of getting stories out and creating fake hype and astroturfing. You know, I was, we're doing the starting block 10 year anniversary in about 40 minutes from now, 45 minutes from now. And I was listening to some like some old clips from the show in like 2010. And I, on the show, we were arguing with somebody. I'm like, no, reporting is now reporting on Twitter. This is like 2010, right, by the way. I said, no, that's what reporters do now. They say, look at all of these Twitter accounts. Look at all these people on Twitter. Like Long John 44 says that the government shouldn't be, shouldn't be allowing people to buy ribs. Busy B33 says, I'm, I thank God that the police are arresting these people who are breaching COVID rules. None of these people, you don't really know if these people are real or not. They, they whole, uh, the whole way that they go about convincing everybody now is using this platform. 
So they don't actually want you to leave. They want you to be there, but just not do anything. You know what I mean? They want you to be bare, be there, but be passive. To just take what you're given. You know, once you leave, they can't do, they can't affect that anymore. And I'm not saying to leave and all of that. So I'm not saying that you need to get off Twitter or anything like that. You know, I would, I would just stay there and be, you know, obtuse and uh, sarcastic to everybody <laughs> for your own amusement. What difference does it make? But I used to think they want people to leave and get in their own little pen, you know, in their little controlled pen. So, you know, you're not a problem on Twitter anymore. But I used to, I, I don't think that anymore. They don't actually want you gone. They just want you there doing what you're told. And, you know, after five years of go and make your own thing if you don't like it. <laughs> now it's like, well, people can't be making their own thing. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. In which people will be even more overwhelmingly convinced that their side is right. Tristan Harris is a computer scientist and says in some ways social media platforms create tailor-made realities. Post-election protests have highlighted this growing polarization. We're not conceding because we've won the election. We just want it to be revealed, and if it takes it to the courts, we're ready to go the distance. Liberals and conservatives battling over not just opinions, but basic facts. We know that social media has been dealing out conspiracies to us because it's never been easier to assert um, salacious realities that have no basis in fact than it is with social media. The problem is I agree with him. I, I I agree with the sentiment of what he's saying. It hasn't. It, it's it has never been. I've often said that we've never been. We've never had so much information at our fingertips yet at the same time been so stupid. You know what I mean? The problem is I agree with the sentiment that, but I I don't want you determining what reality is for people. I don't want you telling me what reality is. I don't want you to decide for me. Holy shit! Holy shit! Winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Take it like a peasant and stay where you are. By the way, plug the next show. Congrats on 10 years with Green. Thank you so much. Yes, starting block. 10-year anniversary. If you want to laugh at Boogie Bumper doing FM radio when I my my very first FM radio spot 10 years ago, I'm going to be playing clips from it so you can laugh at me at how terrible I was. <laughs> the very first one. Oh, boy, it's going to be fucking embarrassing. <laughs> That's right after the show. 8.30 p.m. dlive.tv slash the starting block. One word. Drop the K at the end. Oh, man, I listened to some of it last night. It was fucking god-awful. <laughs> Hey, welcome, welcome, I don't know, FM. Like, you, you tell yourself that you're not going to do the stereotypical FM voice until you actually sit behind the microphone and you see that red light go on, like, bang, on air, and you're like, oh, shit. Holy shit. Amberlina, thank you so much, Amberlina. Lemon up, bitches, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. 
So, like, that's the problem. I agree. It's never been easier for a conspiracy theory to, to make the rounds and all of that kind of thing. But at the same time, just because that's true doesn't mean I want you deciding for me. How are we going to end the show tonight? How about this? We'll do it old school. I'll let you decide. We'll do a multiple choice. Because I kind of want to end on a fun note. I had 50 tabs open and I've only covered three things that I want to cover. Of course. So. We can go. Okay. Option number one. Option number one is Kathy Griffin giving an interview on Australian TV talking about that the world has lost its sense of humour. That's option number one. Option number two is... Option number two is somebody following a convenience store worker around with a phone until the convenience store worker threatens to punch him in the face. <laughs> Option number three is a lift passenger that makes uh, that uh, goes on a racist rant against the lift driver. So option number one, Kathy Griffin. Option number two, convenience store worker being stalked by a customer. Option number three, drunken racist in a lift. I think I know which one you'll choose. I think I know my audience. <laughs> I did, I, Amberlina, I did promise Kathy Griffin, but it's a, it's a good clip, so we'll get to it at some point. We'll get to it at some point. Oh, it's it's tight between the twos and the threes. Ambelina, you're the only one saying number one. <laughs> I, I'm on your side, Ambelina. I want Kathy Griffin too. We'll have to do Kathy next week, I think. All right, so let's split it up now between the twos and the threes. Oh, it's close. It's very close. Two, three. All right. Okay. We'll see if we can do two and three both. We'll see if we can do both two and three. Okay. So how about this? All right. B&M. I don't know what B&M is. Apparently it's some kind of UK store. B&M worker threatens to smack filming customer in the face and kick him down an escalator. <laughs> what about my call the police? Call the police. Call the police. Mate, this is a public place. Smack me in the face now. Go on, do it, do it, do it. Oh. I may be way out of line here. And this might be a really unpopular thing to say. I 100% am with the guy who works there. If I had so, oh, if I had somebody walking, following me around while I'm trying to work, filming me, getting up my ass, I, I hate this fucking mentality. I've never had the urge to whip my phone out and start recording people. You know, I, I think it's a fucking, I think it's a, I think it's a shitty thing to do to people. <clears throat> and you can say, oh, it's a public space. I can do what I want. It's a public space. I'm like, yeah, but I just wouldn't do it because you know why? It's For me, it's very rude to, you know, stick a camera in somebody's face and hit record and start following them around. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm old fashioned. I don't know. Maybe I'm way out of line. But if I was going to take a picture of somebody, I would first ask, I'm sorry, do you mind if I take a picture of you? You know what I mean? This is why I said like before, even I know the irony of this because I'm doing a show on the internet. If I had the option to blow up every single camera phone on planet Earth with a red button, I would push it without hesitation. Bang. Done. No more camera phones. Done. (sighs) Finished. I would absolutely do that. There's no way that we're going to get back to that now. But yeah, yeah, it's a public space. You have a right to do it. I get that. But you're just following a guy around you know, getting up his ass, filming, sticking the camera in his face. That's what, that's what shitty people do. It's a shitty thing to do to somebody. Like I always laugh at people, you know, I'll go to the football when we're allowed to go to the football. (laughs) I'll go to the football and watch my local team play who sucked last year. And you know, something great is happening on the field and I'm standing up and I'm like, yes, fucking get in boys. Let's go fucking give it to them. And I'll look to the person next to me they're not watching the game. They're watching their phone filming the game. And I always just laugh at them. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> you're watching it through a screen, yet you're here in real life. What the hell is wrong with you? They'll film the whole game, basically, through their phone. They'll watch it through their phone. I always just think it's sad. You know, you're there and re- enjoy the real life. Enjoy the sights with your own eyes, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? I'm not a Swans fan, Foggy. Fuck off with that shit. (laughs) I'm the other Sydney team, brother. Swans. Eastern suburbs fags. I'm not going for the Swans. Fuck them. Private schoolboy Eastern suburbs poofs, mate. Fuck the Swans. (laughs) I'm the other Sydney team. The 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 one where Swans fans never go and see because I'm not going to that part of Sydney. I'm not going to that poor part of Sydney with all the immigrants. Fuck that. Like, yeah, fucking stay there. Don't come out here. (laughs) We don't fucking want you, mate. (laughs) But they'll watch the game through their phone. It's it's just bizarre to me. I've never been into that. I've never understood. I don't get it. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm showing my age, but... Do it now. Do it now. Smack me in the face now. Go on. Go on. In the face now. Go on. (sighs) Go on. Do it. Do it. Smack me in the face now. Go on. Go on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go on. Smack me in the face. Smack me in the face. Go on. Do it now. Do it now. What are you waiting for? Come on. I'm just going to follow you around for the next fucking 10 minutes, urging you to smack me in the face. And then when you smack me in the face, I'm going to cry like a little bitch and call the police and say, he hurt me, officer. He hurt me. I didn't do nothing to him. You see it? I got it all on camera. I was following the cunt for 10 minutes and I was telling him, smack me in the face. Smack me in the face. Go on. Do it, you fucking pussy. And then this fucking pitch, he turned around and he smacked me in the face. I don't understand. I'm the victim here. I'm the victim. He had no right to do that, officer. These people who start fights and then claim that they're the they're the victim. Start. He's he's trying to start a fight. At some point, I I, I hate fighting. I really do. Right. I'm I'm not a fighting kind of guy. Usually my approach is I'll wait for the other guys to fight and then I'll buy their girlfriend a drink because <laughs> I'm a cunt. I'm not a fighter, I'm a cunt. But you know, I'm a big guy. I can yeah, you know, 
not many people try to start fights with me, right? I'm not saying I'm especially tough or anything like that. But, you know, if I got angry enough, and I, but I hate getting that angry. I hate feeling like I want to punch somebody in the face because it's not me. I don't like it. It's not me. I don't seek it out. But if somebody was urging me constantly, following me around with the camera, and I think there's only, it would get to a point where I'm like, okay, you wanted this now. You wanted this. Fuck you. Go on then, do it, do it. Fucking do it, mate. You want to punch, you want to punch me in the face? I'm trying to fucking work here, man. If you don't fuck off, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> fucking punch me in the face, punch me in the face, punch me in the face. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, fuck this guy. Come on. Come on. Right now. You're recording me on private property. Get the no. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I'm the guy asking you to leave the store. <laughs> Who you are? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Nice, you've lost your job, mate. Nice, you've lost your job. If that was my employee, I'd make him fucking employee of the month. Enough with this. Enough with this. Enough with people. Enough with people who claim to be victim. Enough with people being applauded. Yeah, good for you. Good for you standing up to that guy. Good for you. Enough with this fucking celebration of people who are starting fights and then acting like bitches when the fight starts. Fuck it. Enough. Hey, here's the thing. If you don't want to be a cunt, don't. If you don't want to come up against a cunt, don't be a cunt. I'm a pretty laid back, fucking chill guy. I don't get into these situations. You know why? Because if somebody says, uh, excuse me, sir, you can't film in here and you're going to have to leave the store, I'd go, all right. <laughs> See ya. See ya. You know what? Fair enough. It's your store. I'll get out of your way. Done. Surprising! It's surprising how smooth my personal interactions go. Because I'm not getting up people's asses in public spaces, trying to stick cameras in their faces and shit. Ugh. It's just crappy behaviour. And what was the other thing we were going to do? Oh, yes. Racist lift driver. No, not racist lift driver. Racist lift passenger. Let's have a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Lyft passenger apologizes for racist rant over wearing a mask, says he was drunk. Let's have a look at this. Who hasn't who hasn't had a drunken rant from time to time? You're a sand That's what you are. You're a fing sand. Oh, he's calling him a sand nigger. <laughs> People believe it or not, in real life this happened to me. Um I was I was doing something at work and I refused to do something like a uh, you know a security guard told me to move on or something and I refused or like I'm like no no I have a I have a pass I have to do this job blah 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 and I <clears throat> I called him brother but it wasn't he was a black american guy in australia but I it's it had nothing to do with him being black and american I just call people brother like hey go on brother what's happening brother it's not like, hey, brother, you know what I mean? It's just like a, it's one of my vocal crutches, my, one of my linguistic crutches. Hey, what's happening, brother? What's happening, bro? You right? So I was like, I was being nice and I said, you know, no, no, it's cool, man. I've just got to go in. I've got to do this job. I'll be in and out in five minutes, brother. Something like that. 
And this guy, this black American security guard, you know what he called me? He called me a snow nigger. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not lying. He said, who are you calling brother, you fucking snow nigger? <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever heard. I laughed in his face. I said, did you just call me a snow nigger? <laughs> That's incredible. I've never heard that in my fucking life. <laughs> and I laughed and I said, look, if you're not going to let me on site, then whatever. I don't care. I'll just call my boss and your job doesn't, the job doesn't get done. I don't give a fuck. Snow nigger. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he got so much angrier when I started laughing at him. <laughs> Snow nigger. <laughs> it's the best. All right, let's, sorry, sorry for the sidetrack. You. Yeah. Film him saying that. Continue saying that. What's a sand? Do you know what a sand is? <laughs> Do you know what a sand is? Look at that neck. Oh boy. You can tell he's had a few because not only like you have the slurring of the speech, but you also have look how bright red that face is. Oh my goodness! He hasn't just he hasn't just been drinking. He's been drinking in the sun, which is so much worse. Trust me, being an Australian, like we're we're quite accustomed to drinking in the sun. Like you know, we know how to handle ourselves. Um, <clears throat> you can play a game when you're out on the drink in Sydney. Uh, picking the British backpackers out at the bars. Because the British backpackers, they'll come down, oh, we can drink these fucking Aussies under the table, we can. Fuck them. These fucking, these convicts, mate, we can drink them under the table. They got nothing on us, but you give them three or four beers in like 40 degree temperature and all of a sudden they're like, hey, what'd you say about my mother? <laughs> they turn into fucking messes. They're but within three hours, they're throwing up in the gutter on the on the street out the front of the pub because they just can't handle drinking in the heat. They might be able to drink whiskey all day in Ireland, but when they come out here and start drinking beer and it's 105 degrees outside, they don't last two hours. They're fucking, they're laid out. They can't do it. So this guy has been, he, I can tell, he's been drinking all day in the sun because he's sunburnt to a crisp. Because I do. Joe, stop. I'm getting- what, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. He's now starting to take his pants off. <laughs> so he's called the lift driver sand nigger and now he's taking his pants off. This is going to end well. Stop. 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 I'm videoing. Stop you it. Stop. I know what <laughs> I couldn't do this job. I would not want to do this job. <laughs> Nightwave Radio, Aussie Convicts, Brit Bongs. Thank you so much. Finally, we are higher on the evolutionary scale. That's for damn sure. The beautiful part about it is the British people are so fucking stupid. They're like, we discovered this island paradise on the other side of the world where it's sunny and has beaches. <laughs> All there is is a small and, you know, sparse indigenous population. But don't worry, we could genocide them easy enough. <laughs> so we found this island paradise, which is 
rich in natural resources and has beaches and stuff. I know, let's send all the prisoners there. Let's send all the people we don't want to the island paradise in the Pacific. Let's stay here in the rainy, shitty, depressing, freezing, cold heroin hellhole. Let's do that. Great idea, sir. You're a genius, sir. Come on, I want to see more of this. Ah. Come on, where's my audio now? Oh, God. I got your license you. plate. Look, look, they're. <laughs> look at the. Abs I mean, if you wanted a modern, t uh, a commentary on the absurdity of modern life, look at this. You've got one guy who's drunk and can barely stand up trying to take his pants off, calling his Lyft driver a sand nigger. And you've got two people, including the driver, filming each other. <laughs> I've got your license plate. I've got your drunk husband trying to take a piss in my car. Fuck you. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your livelihood. I'm filming you. I'm filming you. We're all just standing around filming each other. Isn't it great? Dueling camera phones. <laughs> exactly, Jim. Yeah. You should never try lift again. <laughs> no, you would. I can't help but laugh because the lift driver, and I, I'm going to assume it's his wife, they're having their own, you know, uh, commentary with each other. They're having their own argument. I've, I've got your license plate. And he's like, well, I'm filming you. And just every now and then you hear the other guy filming up. Like you, you hear the other guy sparking up in the background. You fucking sad Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's in his own universe, you know. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job. I've, I've, I've got your license plate. Well, you should not be behaving this way in the lift driver. You fucking slammer. I'll down take a piss in your car. Never. You will never drive. Yeah. You will never drive. Are you, are you happy now? Look, he's he's obviously a fat fucking piece of shit who's had too much to drink. That 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 much is obvious, right? I, I get on really well with cab drivers. I don't know, but um, again, maybe it's because I grew up in a in a place where it's like seventy percent fucking immigrant populations. I've never really had a problem with, you know, these kinds of scenarios taking place. It doesn't really bother me what country the cab driver comes from. I'm not going to like try to be his best friend. I've of course I've been drunk in the cab from time to time and been like, hey man, do you watch cricket? If they look like an Indian or a Pakistani, I just talk cricket. <laughs> if they don't watch cricket, I'm like, oh, you're the one guy in Pakistan who doesn't watch cricket. Okay, fair enough. Well, we got nothing to talk about then. You know what I mean? I've never had this kind of a situation arise. No. I mean, the guy's given me a ride home. Why would I be angry with him? Why would I be angry at him? And if the guy says, I'm sorry, sir, I would prefer it if you don't smoke crack in the back seat of the car. I'll say, no worries, bro. <laughs> not that I would smoke crack. You know what I mean? Don't light up that cigarette. I'm sorry, sir. Can you please not light the cigarette? I'll say, yeah, cool. It's your car, man. You fucking sane nigger. No, no, no. We, we expected a lift drive home. 
Just, That's what we expect. From my, just from put on, just put on your mask. Just hey, hold on. Gosh. Hold on. You're just a f***ing stupid idiot. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Okay. Now, have you considered that you're a stupid idiot? What about that? You're like a, no, no. So I understand your point, bro. But what I'm saying is you're a stupid idiot. <laughs> Game set match. <laughs> He'll never recover from this. Thank you. Yeah. You, you. you feel good? Coffee talk with Sandra with a diamond. Stupid idiot. <laughs> you feel good now? Do you feel oh, yeah, because you, you're a stupid idiot. Good? Do you, Do you feel, feel good? good? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know people have no imagination. The driver, like, so do you feel good now saying that to me? Well, do you feel good? <laughs> that's that's a drunk, that's a drunk retort. Yeah, I know, I know you're an idiot, but I know I'm an idiot, but you're an idiot. Do you feel good now calling me an idiot, sir? Well, I don't know. Do you feel good? <laughs> I'm kind of glad that this guy got dropped off in a corner somewhere. Fuck him. Here, hold on, hold on. I'll feel better when I piss in here. Me piss in your oh, car. Oh, 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 nah, 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 but man, if you open that door, if you take that fucking dick out and open that door and start pissing in the backs, oh, oh no. That's that's when tire irons start coming out of the boot. <laughs> that's when it's like, uh, I hate violence, but now I'm afraid I must. You have forced my hand, sir. <laughs> Evelina, he told him to go ahead and do it. I know. <laughs> I think I got a piss in your car. <laughs> what a strange escalation. You sin nigger. I was expecting a lift home. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, do you feel good now? Do you feel good? You know what? I'll feel better once I piss in your car. Um, <laughs> Strange flex. <laughs> oh, he seems like a lovely guy. You know, the, the the reality is this this old fellow would probably he's probably fucking embarrassed. You know what I mean? We all do and say things when we're blind drunk that we probably don't even remember. I'm I'm starting to think that he probably saw this the next day and went, oh man. Unless he's one of these serial offenders. Some people get this this drunk like most days and they don't remember what they're doing. So I don't have sympathy for those people, but if it's a like a one in if it's a one in a rare you know occurrence, then I'm like ah oh, you know every it's okay it happens to everyone. But I mean, if he pisses in my car, then there's no sympathy. <laughs> Foggy. Foggy with a diamond, just a lovely couple, aren't they? Maybe they're on their anniversary. <laughs> Boogie's probably the local priest, Victor von Trude. Hold on, I'm gonna piss in your car. Hey, I'm pissing your car. Do you feel better? Yeah, I'm not. You stupid. <laughs> <f> <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm not gonna do it, you stupid fucking Colesworth. Alright. Oh, that was fun. What a way to end the day. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, on this Friday. Fr- ugh, Friday. Oh, I've got to straighten up now. So, just a, again, just a quick announcement. In about half an hour's time, I will be on the Starting Block 10-year anniversary show playing some clips of us when we started in FM Radio 10 years ago, which is going to be incredibly embarrassing and fun. So if you want to see that, dlive.tv slash the starting block, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everyone who joined us tonight on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie. Thank you to everybody who contributed on DLive. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to take a piss in my car, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends, ladies and gentlemen. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Irrational Times. Holy shit! Minister of Fun Kimmy, are you, you and Greeno going to celebrate with a Dutch rudder tonight? No, we, we do have some celebration in mind, but we'll keep it a secret. Um, where was I? Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times. Everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, I think is going to be on later tonight, ladies and gentlemen, at 10pm. Uh, Joy of Pessy at midnight. Don't forget the Sunday night shit show, Frozen Asian and Spent D. Major Tom with the big empty. JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lois Ropez with Way Dave. Tip of the hat to the ROTC boys. Of course, winning TV on a Saturday night. Iceman double four double three. UK Neil, Mr. America, the Beard of Truth. At Real Person, PLTCS, Pirate Radio. Uh, Why Censored Kimmy, of course. And the Victor Von Schroom Show. Don't forget Victor Show. And anyone else I may have forgotten. So thank you for joining us on this Friday night edition. I'll be back in about half an hour on the starting block. Until then, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. little corporate fucking puppets, suckers of Satan's cock, each and every one of them.